0: Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass. How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special
1: honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well,
0: we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Creese from Cobra Kai. And you're listening to Quiet, Please. Let the word go out from here
2: across the land.
1: Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hi, boys. Nice day for golf, eh? Quiet, please. Oh, you got secrets, eh? Hey, this is Shooter McGavin.
2: You're listening to the... Hey, you guys. Hey! We're trying to have a podcast over here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Quiet, Please, the golf podcast. I'm Alan DePew, and our panel, albeit a little smaller to tonight, it's fourth of July week. We're recording on uh Thursday evening after a very long weekend. But I do have joining me as always, Andy Hydorn. Hello, Andy.
0: Hello, gents. A little bit of big three golf tonight here.
2: A little big three <laughs> going out in threesomes tonight and, and rounding out our threesome. He is Mr. Little Linksters. He is an author on all kinds of things golf brendan elliott hello brendan
1: good evening good evening
2: hey we're gonna push this live as me as soon as we're done here and we apologize 4th of july guys i don't know about you but it got me all out of sorts first of all being on a tuesday and then five like five days of hell at the golf course i mean we were freaking busy how was your fourth
0: (laughs) It, it was a little odd this year being on a tuesday You know, I mean, it's it's like that weekend is is seemingly a long weekend. But then, you know, people are working on Monday and taking Tuesday off. It's it's just it's a weird week for sure. It
2: it was a really weird week. And I'll tell you, I didn't even have time to eat a hamburger and a hot dog. I I think may I won. But that's probably not a bad thing. Right, Bernard?
1: No, it's not a bad thing (laughs) for any of us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) hello uh how was yours though all good I uh I shipped the wife and daughter off to New York City for a couple days nice um and then I'm like you know what I'm gonna get rid of the boy too so I sent him to my parents to watch fireworks so I just chilled by myself me and the dog that was my fourth you know what sometimes you gotta do that <laughs> every married American man wishes <laughs> for a Fourth of July like that <laughs> that's right. I love you, Melissa. By the way, if you listen, just uh, dis-
2: uh, disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> d- you know <laughs> that was all meant to be a jest. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, we Friday was nuts. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, a little bit of a lull, but then July third was absolutely insane. We did, we did record revenue, and I'd be interested what uh, if other people that are in the golf industry how I've been hearing numbers are still up. Um. But and then the fourth was solid. And then yesterday and today have been solid. So it's just golf's golf's doing well, don't you think, Andy?
0: I think golf's continuing to do great. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it just seems to be it's not a COVID thing anymore, you know? Um it just seems to be continuing on it on the right trend, which is great. Yep. Well, I don't
1: yep. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but oh, god. So we're seeing some trends in Ooh. Florida with uh, our camps. Our camp numbers are down this year. And I and I, I talked to Mark Haddad that runs the PGA Junior camps. And it's across the country, he said. But I think it's like the COVID hangover because a lot of families seem to be going on vacations, multiple vacations, like going to no the beach question. for a couple of days and then going out of state or whatever. So. And it, it, which is fine because it's so goddamn hot down here, just like every place else. I don't know how you keep T-sheets busy, Alan, when it's, you know, 100 heat index in in New Jersey.
2: Well, and, and obviously the demand is so high. We actually have, we're operating on a demand-based pricing system. Mm -hmm. It, it elevated the prices to $20, $30 more than what even our regular weekend rates and people didn't stop. People just want to comment. We'll get to, well, I'll just, I'll jump there right now. It was a bro. It was a bro fest beyond <laughs> belief out there. A couple of those days, it was like bro Mecca. I wish Christian was here because bro. <laughs> I
0: tell, I tell you what, that's one thing that hasn't changed. I mean, I think the golf world has been taken over by the bros.
2: Um, yeah. Without question, yeah. the golf world has been taken over by the pros. But what's interesting, I was going to ask you how the camps are responding, uh, Brendan, because as as you know, you've interviewed Riley Plitz, our uh, PGA LPGA uh, professional, Eagle Ridge shout out, Riley. Uh, she, her camps are just they're just
1: jamming. I well, mean, it's, she- season, it's season for you guys, so that makes sense. But right, oh, that's us- true. That's true. For us down here, it's just it's it's tough for it because it's the total reverse of you guys. So it's tough for us. Granted, the COVID years were really good. Our numbers were really, really high, but there wasn't a lot of other things the kids could do. So we definitely benefit from that. But now it just seems more like business as usual for us, at least summer down here.
2: All right. Enough about shop talk. Let's get into because we actually got a lot of things. We're going to talk Ricky. We're gonna talk Tiger. You know there's big news when Tiger has to make an official statement on something. <laughs> uh we're gonna talk the ladies because because we are a little delayed because the the ladies have teed off for the open. And I got a personal feel good story with Peter Quest. I that I, I love that story. So Andy, which one do you want to go with first? The Rickster? Brendan, Andy froze. Andy froze.
1: Yeah, let's let's start <laughs> with let's start with Ricky.
2: Okay, let's start with Ricky with the negative because everything in life is you can easy to pick out the negative. What the hell was the
1: PGA Tour thinking? With I moving mean, the tee times? Yeah, I don't know. I thought there might have been weather or something, but I don't know. I never heard. Uh,
0: I I thought it was weather.
1: Okay
2: that's what i assumed but i mean and then they're they they start tweeting and posting and everything else about ricky wins ricky wins and their ratings went to hell if i'm rocket mortgage i'd be like come on guys what did you just do
0: yeah i tell i tell you to me the really interesting thing about that whole the way that whole thing played out so we're we're on our group text and you guys are texting Ricky and I think I was on the golf course and um, but I was going to go back and watch it later so I know Ricky won but I want to watch it anyway because I'm just that kind of guy right <laughs> and uh so I'm watching it and it's amazing that coming down the stretch Ricky made all the wrong moves like every everything that
2: I'll finish it. Everything that he should have been doing, because guess what? I was just about to say this also. I didn't get to watch it on – I didn't get to actually watch the telecast because the telecast was – was we were crazy, right? So I come home that night, and I sit down on the couch, and I, I may have poured to Jameson. That had nothing – no bearing on the outcome of what I was going to say. Maybe. I literally am sitting there going, he wins this thing? How does he win this thing? Look at me. Yeah. What, is he, what is he doing? And I am literally watching them climb out of the golf cart to tee off on the playoff hole. And I didn't watch it, I fell asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you listen to like Dottie, I think it was Dottie talking about, you know, how Ricky kind of had another one, had a chance, and he's going to blow it. And it, it was unbelievable how how he just was not looking like the winner until he won. Right. I I mean, I figured Morikawa was going to win that thing. When If you didn't know the outcome,
2: if you didn't know the outcome when sitting to finally watch it, I'm like, how does Colin not win this thing? And he's looking solid right now.
1: You know, I'll be honest, guys. What Mark Bradley said in our last show about everything with the app and you can follow individual players and this and that, I don't watch a lot of golf unless it's a major. I follow stuff on the app. I, I have my players highlighted. If there if there's a hole and there are three holes left or something, and they're within a couple shots, you know, I'll put, peek in on the app and follow it that way. But I don't consume by TV very much unless it's a major. So that's how I'm watching stuff. So I didn't see like a lot of the things you guys are talking about. I heard about it after the fact, and I do watch Golf Channel still. So. Um, but I don't get to see it like I used to see it a couple years ago. Andy?
0: Andy? Yeah, to me, it was just really <laughs> Thought we lost no, Andy again. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. To me, it was just really interesting to listen to the commentary and you get that feeling. Of, I don't care what sport you're watching, baseball, football, basketball. You get the feeling of who's got the momentum and and what the outcomes actually going to be, and this was just a, a 180 degree turn from what it seemed like was going on.
2: So I gotta, I gotta shout this one out because, as you know, I, I'm I'm the stalker of social amongst us, right? <laughs> so Shooter McGavin, aka Christopher, Christopher McDonald, friend of the show, by the way, he may have had the best tweet, I think, of the weekend, in my humble opinion. So Ricky makes that and he just kind of casually looks up at this, you know, like this with this sigh of satisfaction, and it cuts to Abraham Lincoln, Chubbs, and and the alligator <laughs> waving to him from from the sky.
0: <laughs>
2: That's,
1: That's classic. It was classic. It was funny as so. hell. Anyway, so um, what, what, but I I do want to ask you guys. So how do you feel? about him breaking through even though he made the mistakes down the stretch he still did get it done what do you think this does i mean he's been on an uptick we all know that but do you think this kind of propels him to Ryder cup and all the things he's starting to talk about in the media
0: i i think so and look look to me you know we talk about the the eye test of what was going on on sunday but the overall eye test of what's going on with ricky is pretty damn impressive I mean, like he makes a 60 foot putt and he barely has a blip in his heart rate. Right. I mean, he's like all business out there. And and I just feel really good for him knowing that that he's back and he's all the way back. Um, So are all those things in play? I think they are.
2: Cool. I I think I, I think. Yes, I would I would I would agree with that completely. I won't give him the kiss of death and say, "Oh, he's suddenly the favorite at at the Open Championship." No. Cuz I I think Morikawa looks is equally as good right now going into that having won there obviously. So he has a comfort level. Um but Butch Harmon's he's he's got Ricky <laughs> Ricky is on a trajectory right now.
0: Yeah, so so let's talk about Colin because Colin's not. I mean, Colin. Colin's had a bad stretch here. Yeah, uh, and they were talking about Colin and Justin Thomas. Um, and Justin Thomas is really in a bad way right now.
2: Yeah, he looks lost.
0: But he I looks think he, he looks he looks almost as lost
2: as I am. Before we, <laughs> before. I was venting, but with my with my grumpy shirt on here
0: before. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it it brings up an interesting point, though, because I don't don't care who we're talking about. At a specific point in time, everyone seems to go all in on player A, then all in on player B. It wasn't that long ago before everyone was picking Justin Thomas as the favorite for every major. Every major. And now Justin Thomas, he was like 14 over in the U.S. Open. In the first 36 holes, I mean, like he's really struggling and, you know, I'm not saying John Rom struggling, but, but Rom was that guy that was the favorite in every major Scotty was that guy that was the favorite in every major. It's just, it, it it's just interesting the way that whole thing works and the way everybody launches someone to the forefront because of what they did today, thinking that it's going to last forever. and And they're on top of the world.
1: But, you know, if you dive a little deeper into that, if you look who's leading at the deer right now, Jonas Blix, like he hasn't even been on the radar in years, and he shoots 62. I know. So it could be someone like him that has been way outside the top 125 for years, or it could be the number two, three, four, number one player in the world. You have given me the ultimate segue <laughs> back
2: to go. my feel-good story. How there about if you like – seven hundred and ninety eighth in the world and you monday qualify at the rocket and then go out there and i'm leaving after after day one i'm speaking about peter quest out of byu right came to golf actually late in life got a got a scot i've already looked this kid up i'm just impressed what a great Week, whether it was his fifteen minutes of fame or whatever, whatever if if he's gonna get confidence and start to go, on. kid made three hundred and seventy thousand dollars I think this past week at the Rocket Mortgage. But how he got there was more impressive. And I'm just gonna I, I think we talked about it, but just for the listeners, he goes to the Monday qualifier, gets into a playoff four for three. They get on the first hole of the playoff, and whoever the one player and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. He'd gone to the range. And he usually carries either a five hybrid or a three iron in his bag. And basically they go to the tee, they start to play the hole. And the guy looks down and he, and he, and he's underneath his towel. He had put the extra club back in his bag thinking he might've been in.
0: Oh, I did not know this.
2: So immediately a four for three playoff to get into the rocket. All three of the other guys are in. Cause the other guy's DQ cause he has got 15. Well, he wasn't, but, Two, two stroke penalty right so now he's out peter oh, quest oh. gets in peter quest gets in and if he if he had finished solo four unfortunately instead of a tie for four he would have got a temporary membership on the on yep. the pga tour but what it did do for him is he got into the john deere this week because the kids shot like what do he end up shooting 21 under yeah including leading that's to your point, that's how fine line these guys are. We, like Kevin Roy said a couple of weeks ago on the show, you know, when they're on the Corn Fairy Tour and they all showed up, you guys can opine. I mean, here's fire net pins, fire net pins, fire up pins. I mean, it's such a fine line. One swing can change your direction.
0: Yep. Yep, it is incredible. And, you know, it, it, it just goes to show you how absolutely just – amazingly deep the talent pool is
1: but at the same time when you get guys that separate themselves like like scotty and and rory and rom even though there's been some fallback it just makes you realize how good these guys are when you can get stories of guys going into the thousandth in the world ranking having their moment in the sun
0: it is amazing i mean i think scotty has a record going of top 10 finishes that's like ridiculous or maybe it broke recently. I don't know. But I mean, like his, his playing record is just amazing in the last whatever year period of time. But yeah, you're right, Brendan, those, those guys who are at the top, top, you know, it just shows you just how amazingly successful and better they are than than the rest
1: and it's it's not just these collegiate kids that we that we get to see that you know in a major like a sam bennett who's actually been, been doing pretty solid uh yeah the last couple of weeks it's not just those like i'll go back to sam Ryder. in high school he started playing at like six well taking it serious at 16 16's pretty damn late yeah and right. playing at stetson that's a powerhouse golf school not knocking Stetson, but you know what I'm saying. And then he just, you know, just prodded and plotted along through Canadian and everything. And then here he is, and he's held his card for six years or so.
2: Well, and... let, me, let me let me throw this one in because I literally just saw this before we hopped on here to record. Um, Brooks called out Matt Wolf. I read that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Matt Wolf, you know, obviously, hey, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying my, I'm out here just trying my best, but he called him out and to the, something to the extent of what a waste of talent.
1: That's I not mean, fair. He, That's not fair to me because it's been documented in the, that he's had some struggles. And that, that personally was something that I took offense to because I know about personal struggles. And when somebody can't identify that or doesn't, have the sympathy some for someone that's going through something like that, that was not cool, Brooks. And I get it though, like they're on the team together. He's the team captain, but pull him aside. Don't don't say it, you know. And Brooks doesn't have that capacity to hold back and not say something. But
0: I, I got to be honest with you though. Reading that, I kind of got the feeling that that there's a WWE sort of feel <laughs> to all this. Um, <laughs> Because they they're and I'm being serious too. Because I hear you. They're they're trying to create this team concept. The team, like like I've been saying for a few months now, that's their business model, right? Yeah. So if he's shedding light on the fact that he's the captain of the team and he's putting some heat on one of his guys. It's got a little bit of a theatrical kind of feel to it for me.
1: As in scripted, or
0: I wouldn't say scripted, uh, but I would say
2: scripted. Is that another segue?
0: <laughs> I would say narrative. I hear you. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure.
2: Would anybody else be on a narrative or have a script that they were should should be following? I don't know. What are you alluding to, Ad? <laughs> I don't know, Andy. You're the man that's all over this kind of info.
0: Yes, I I am the. uh the live arm of <laughs> quiet yes. please.
2: Uh any um, high darn with the live report.
0: <laughs> so so our our esteemed colleague Mr. Elliot, was passing around um an article that that kind of showed some documents that were um basically a script for what tiger woods would say to players at a, at a closed players meeting and Tiger felt so strongly about it that he came out and denied that he knew anything about it or, or, uh, you know, certainly that he never had said those things or, or participated in preparing those, those things to be said. So my first instinct, because I'm always got my bullshit meter on high was that the documents might have been fake. Well, it turns out that those documents were part of the record that was part of the lawsuits. Um, so there's something, something interesting going on there. Um, and break Brendan, thanks for, for sharing that stuff. Cause you know, the, the more, the more that comes out about that, the more weird it gets to me.
1: Brendan. uh you know, just just <laughs> when I thought things were settling down a little bit, um, yeah. So so they're trying to uh, Tim Fincham and in the tour is trying to get an injunction to to not an injunction. What was it? Well, yeah, to to have these records not be shown or to get them ex- uh, from public record or whatever. And I don't know if you at this point if it even matters because the cat's out of the bag that this was. At least from what we saw, something that they were thinking about long before any of this came to light.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Which changes the whole narrative about any of this. Or or what they've been saying saying to the recent meetings after after it did become public.
2: Well, yeah. So you're a fan of WWE. Mm-hmm. Did this thing just take on? A, is is really Vince McMahon in the background with as the puppeteer?
1: <laughs> Vince McMahon ish person or persons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it almost feels like it's it's in the feeling of our grand political scheme, right? Where people are just dealing and it doesn't matter. It
2: doesn't matter if it's left or right; they're both effing you yeah you're
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's kind of what it feels like but you know I read another article today it might have been shared in our group as well um about you know how how this new structure that the players better vote for it because they're going to be screwed and then you know Phil's Phil's kind of doing a victory lap right now thinking that he knows everything that's going on. And and again, it all keeps coming back to the team part of live. Um, and I, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I believe that that's what ends up emerging from all this is the team golf aspect of all of this. Um, but I think it's pure silliness for people to be taking a victory lap here because it is far too soon. It is far too soon. Thank you. But and and then you, you
1: you figure in this thing that Rory and Tiger are starting up too, mm-hmm. which almost seems like a very similar entity. Although be it prime time and simulated, it's still te- the team aspect too.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, Without without question, and honestly, that's what's going to be I, that one's going to be intriguing to me you know they're going to go back to the more traditional calendar year no wrap around they're going to squeeze this i i still think that's where live finds its live live will be in if if it still exists will be that silly contest season in the in the latter half of the year that's it probably just goes away in all honesty
0: yeah i i do think that the team thing becomes becomes relevant and i i I know they're going to attempt to do that but i i the article that i read today intimated that that the saudi public investment fund really has this allegiance toward live becoming the thing in golf and i don't see that at all i I can see how how saudi pif wanted a seat at the table and they have it now and no. as far as they're concerned, whatever happens amongst the entities of professional men's golf, it doesn't matter to them. They're they're now involved. But
2: do you think to go back to your earlier statement and then we'll move on? Uh because golf has somewhat been hijacked by some of the bros, and live is live's all about the bros.
0: Lives a bro, a bro yep. thing, yeah.
2: I mean, is is that where, it, if it has a survivability rate, if somebody can revive it off the crash cart, is that where it happens?
1: Yeah. I wish Bobby was here because he would say, say the uh, the line that he likes about the the collars and the regular spikes versus soft spikes I mean everything the, the, the changes the, and yep. yeah and if we don't like the bro brozitskis and all these guys taking over golf Alan you see them you're you're hitting the register keys because they're there they're, so, they
2: are there they're they're they are they're pounding some dogs and doing some trannies there's no doubt about it the beverage <laughs> the beverage <laughs> There's no doubt about it.
0: <laughs> that is too funny, but also true. And, and to your point, Brendan, yeah, that's what's going on in the business right now. Yeah.
2: And yeah, maybe we, I mean, all all three of us, and if Bobby was here, we all have a, a long gated history in the business. And there has been, I mean, we were hitting Persimmon Woods. We've then had Pickering Hard Collars. We went to all this. So we have seen a massive evolution in the game but to andy's continual point it's all about the venues it's all about the you know the events yeah. i think that i think that was displaced this past weekend with ricky because the venue and that event wasn't a no offense to the rocket mortgage but i mean neither of them were and it was a great Don ross golf course but and yeah they still shot 2700
0: no 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 that ricky thing could have been great anywhere
2: right yeah. Yeah. yeah just 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 like just like the uh the Canadian Open. I mean, the Canadian Open was about the the players against The players, to use Mark um, Mark's comment that week on our show, you know, the players saved the game. It all comes back to the players.
0: Yeah, but but the Canadian Open, all all of the the hype about the Canadian Open as it played out was because a Canadian won his national championship, so it was. The event, right, was I mean it could have been, could have been Adam Hadwin, it could have been Corey Connors, it could have been, you know Taylor Pendrith, whatever, you know whatever can he, but it was the event, that was the star there. So,
2: so the star this week is this little place up in Monterey, yeah, and the event is the Women's U.S. Open. Which teed off this morning, Thursday, and ladies' first time on Pebble,
1: Brendan. I haven't watched yet, um, but since it is on the West Coast, I'm still. Oh, it's it. it's oh.
0: on till ten o'clock tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I'm interested for sure, even though I haven't started watching to see um, how the USGA set this up for the ladies, um, because we've seen we've seen the US Open and renditions with with tigers just dominance and graham mcdowell's win and you know it it can play many different ways and i think anything in california has a lot to do with weather um so again i haven't paid any attention so far um i don't know if you guys
0: have tuned in at all is weather been a a factor or a a little i think the weather's like i saw the forecast is going to be 60 60 60 and 60 yeah. <laughs> with like with like ten to fifteen mile an hour winds. Well that's gonna be good. Yep. Cool. Yep. So it, how, how
2: how's the rough? How are they playing the rough for them though?
0: They're playing it down. They're not they're not improving their lives.
2: No, I'm I'm saying is 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 it <laughs> no shit, really? <laughs>
0: no, no, the rough the luck the rough looks looks pretty healthy.
2: Really? Yep. Well, I'm looking on. I'm looking right here. Minus four is in the house.
0: Yep.
1: Right now. How many under par? That's always my factor in an open. How many under par are they going to get to? Or no, no, no. How many are under par at this moment?
0: Oh, uh, there's a good chunk under par. Is there? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. There's a lot of threes, twos, and ones. That's pretty good for day one.
1: And how many fans are there? That's the big question. <laughs> looks like about
2: twenty. Play- looks like about twenty players are under par right now.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Site I'm looking at doesn't have the number, so if you saw me, I was trying to do a quick count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a weird dynamic for me for for ladies majors, and I don't I don't get it, but it's sure, especially the ladies U.S. Open produces some oddball winners you're right yep i i mean i don't know why it it makes no sense to me um but it but if you look at at the leaderboard there's definitely some names on that leaderboard that are not the names you would expect up there
2: uh, honestly if you look at the uh leaderboard right now i would say nobody in the top well, certainly down. First name that jumps out of me until you get to about one, two under par.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's like half the half the under par players. Here's Liz- Lizzie McGuire. She's at minus one. Um, but here's I'm going to throw this name at, at <laughs> knocking at the door. Rose Zhang.
1: Yeah, Even she's par. she's Even She's going to be spectacular. She really is. Yeah. You know, to Andy, to your point, I was just thinking about it. There's, I think, one of the things in women's professional golf is the fact that there's there's a handful that the distance thing comes into play, but yep. in general, it's it's a different game that the ladies play. It's more about fairways and greens and and yep. less about bomb and gouge and and I think that kind of levels the playing field quite a bit. So that's, in my opinion, that's where you're going to get. You know, these winners, you're like, huh, I didn't see that one coming, you know?
0: Yeah, there's two amateurs in the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry, three amateurs in the top six. Amari Avery being one of them.
1: Yeah, that's a hometown, kind of. Yep. He's a Southern yep. Cal
0: girl. So it's just a really odd leaderboard. I mean.
2: Here's an interesting question. Actually, I wish we did have, I mentioned Riley earlier. I mean, or, and you know, I wish we had one of the, Samantha or one of the, you know, one one of the ladies on here. What did they consider? I mean, they have five majors, which to them is the most important. That's an interesting, that'd be an interesting question. I've never asked.
0: I think that's a great question. And I wonder if moving the Chevron from the desert to Houston, you know, knocked that down a peg or two. I uh, I would think so. Yeah,
1: because there was so much history with that. Yeah, because of the venue. You talk about yeah. venue, and that was the yep. thing with that. Yep. That may have dropped that from like, like maybe third to maybe the bottom now. Yeah, could could be because I I would think the U.S. Open. Uh, see, I would APNG, think the US Open number one. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Open, KPMG, um, the the Open, the Open, and then and maybe a toss up for the other two,
0: Chevron and the Evian. Yeah. So Annika and Michelle Wee are both playing this week, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, both of them didn't fare so well today. I think Anika was eight over, and Michelle Wee was seven over. But, um, I mean, a little shout-out to both of those ladies.
1: Yeah, it was good to see them in, in the field,
0: for sure. Yeah, they've had a, a pretty large impact on on the ladies' game.
2: All right, Andy, it's around that time. You always you handle the live golf news. You usually throw us a, a don't-be-that-guy. Do you have one, or are we going to throw it over to B?
0: You know, I don't have a don't-be-that-guy this week. Um, I do. Oh, I, I I appreciate that, Brendan.
2: <laughs> Do be that Brendan. guy
1: that takes you
2: off for it. You ready for, it? You're ready
0: for it?
1: Yeah. Don't be that guy that never goes into the shop to get his range bucket, but always seems to be on the range with a basket full of range balls. <laughs> I saw a guy the other day with three baskets in his trunk as he's getting his gloves out. And so, who knows? how long ago he purchased or collected those from the side of the range or whatever, but don't be that guy. Buy your range balls.
0: Yeah. That's pretty, let me,
1: let me, let me piggyback on that, which is when you do buy the range
2: balls and if you buy the extra bucket, don't feel that that plastic green bucket that you get it there, which costs us money needs to go in the trunk of your car. Right.
1: and, And Come back. I don't know. Three months later. Terrible. I got some in my car, I'll admit, but I go I go to the course all the time. <laughs> all right.
2: Eighteenth green, Mr. Hydorn.
0: Okay, so um I'm gonna be don't be that guy with my own eighteenth green thing here. And by no means am I am I roasting the best senior player in the history of the game. Um, who just broke Hale Irwin's record, Bernard Langer, with his win at the U.S. Senior Open last week. Um, but I'm in the process of putting together a TikTok video. <laughs> this is the most amazing thing in the world to me. That guy has the full-blown yips right now. Like the full-blown yips. And I'll share my video with you guys when I'm done with it. His, his hands are shaking all over the place on all of his pots. He's yipping full swings. I mean, it is unbelievable. And he still is the best senior player ever and still won the U.S. Senior Open last week by bogeying the last three holes and still winning by two shots. So, you know, kudos to Bernard Langer for being who he is. And it's even more amazing that he does it knowing how much he's struggling with the, the flinches.
1: So I was going to just go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier is my final thought, you know, with all the changes and um, the different evolutions that golf goes through, it still comes back to the game. And that's one thing that we can always uh, know about golf is, we talk about venues as Andy is a fan of, and I, I am too, and I'm sure you are AD, but we talk about the players too. Ricky winning last week. I don't care if you're a bro or a boomer or anywhere in between seeing stories like a Ricky or a Monday qualifier, it comes back to the game of golf and these guys golfing their ball. Um, so whether you got, you know, that strap on your sunglasses and you and you're uh, drinking, watching the tournament, and or if you're a quiet, please traditionalist, golf is golf, and we can all enjoy it.
0: Yeah, great point.
2: I echo that. I agree. And mine is uh, actually a sad one, which I just found the story, and I decided to share this. When you're 20 years old, you're playing in your first U.S. Open. I'm going to butcher. I'm not even going to tempt her name. She's from Thailand. Don't use your range finder. And get DQ'd three holes. Oh,
0: in. damn! Are you serious?
2: Three holes in first U.S. Open ever, DQ'd. Don't use your range finder.
0: So. How do you, how do you not know that? And mm. your caddy, come on.
2: The caddy apparently used it <laughs> like four times. <laughs>
0: Can we talk uh, about how they all should be able to use those damn things though?
2: Well, and actually that's where i really where I was going yeah. at. Yeah, I'd rather get see them get rid of the whole, you know, the uh the the, the greens guides and and it yeah. used to, you know, put the, put the challenge of the of the game back into putting. Yeah. And yeah. and and then who cares if he, maybe hell the, the rangefinders may speed up play. Mm-hmm. 100%. Five, 5 hour uh final round of the Masters just saying. That's all I got. Anything else, boys? Big three golf. That's right. There you go.
1: You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs, whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting. Be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan Depew today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.